Help, I got a Mac podcast episode number 112. Everybody and welcome back to another episode of Help I Got a Mac. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. I'm Chris Biding, and we're here each and every week trying to help all of you who are making the switch from a Windows-based user over to a Mac user. And Chris, yeah. I've been working on this transition for quite some time, my friend. Yeah, but you you uh you dropped the big bomb. I dropped the big bomb. I'll tell you what, it has been, I guess it's been a little over two years since I purchased my first Mac, which happened to be a MacBook, and I never was able, in my mind, to make the quote-unquote full switch. Right. I had, uh, you know, fought it, you know, I, I installed Parallels 3 back in the day, installed Windows XP, and tried to run that, you know, side-by-side with my you know, somewhat limited resources of hard drive space, um, two gigs of RAM back, you know, in that machine. And, you know, it's it was among the first, not the first, but among the first Intel Macs that came out. And it just wasn't the greatest experience in the world, to be honest with you, trying to run parallels and XP and, and stuff like that. And, and it just, you know, it just wasn't it for me. Yep. I understand. And you still used uh, Windows machines quite a bit. Actually, yeah, absolutely. Matter of fact, I, I used a window machine, Windows machine, ninety-seven uh, percent of the time, and I used my MacBook three percent of the time. So wow. that that that's pretty much that's the to the extent of it. Now, when I did use my Mac, I used it anything I did video, I did on my Mac, and of course anything I did portable, I did on my on my Mac. And so I was very fluent in Mac. And very, very aware of how to do things. And of course, we've been doing this podcast now for 112 plus episodes. If you consider the stuff we did before we even relaunched. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I've been in the Mac community, been in the Mac world for some time. But this week, I finally made the switch. I <laughs> am full blown Mac 90, I would say 98 <clears> percent <throat> of the time. And sweet. Only Windows 2% of the time and Windows running inside of Mac now in Parallels 5. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. Sweetness, man. Yeah, when, when I saw uh, your tweet saying you were going to the Apple store, I started, I started shooting you messages like, do this, do that, don't do this, don't do that, Absolutely. get this. Absolutely. Well, hey, we're going to talk about what I bought and I'm going to, I got lots of things that I'll share and we'll have a conversation based about that. But before we do, I, I would assume maybe you've got some notes uh, from the world of Apple as far as any news or any kind of exciting things happening over there. I do. Uh, the first one is something that was just kind of announced this morning um, was that Adobe Creative Suite CS5 was coming. Uh, Adobe's put up a counter and launched in a, is announced the launch event for the release of Adobe Creative Suite 5 on April 12th at 11 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time. Little is known about CS5. Adobe has previously announced that it will give Flash CS5 the features to allow uh, developers to build Flash-based applications and export them in the iPhone's uh, or the App Store's IPA standard. And it would allow developers to build iPhone apps and nothing but CS5. Uh, so if you have, a, if you have an, an Adobe ID, you can go to adobe.com and register for the event, which will broadcast live on Adobe TV. 
CS5 will be Intel only. It was rewritten in Cocoa uh, and uh, 64-bit natives. So what that means is they kind of rewrote everything in uh, Cocoa, which is um, Apple's you know programming language based off of, of Objective C and stuff like that. And uh, it just runs really, really fast uh, when ob- when objects are written in pure Cocoa and uh, optimized for 64-bit. So. Yeah, it's exciting. Um, I saw a preview. Uh, if you go to like MacRumors.com, you can see a, a, a little video of it, of uh, some one of the new features in Photoshop. And, and if it works like it, they're showing it, it's amazing. It adds, it's content aware. Uh, it's just crazy looking. You just got to see it. Very cool. Now, yeah, so. I, now what, what kind of software is Creative Suite? Is that just like a, a coding software only? or is uh, No, Adobe Creative Suite is Photoshop. Uh, Flash, uh, Illustrator, um, After Effects, Premiere, um, InDesign, you know, all, all the, all the big apps, Dreamweaver. Um, so yeah. So what, it, what about you? You're missing one. The, the only one that matters. Well, you, we've already I said had, Photoshop. Yeah. Well, no. Okay. Well, photo, Photoshop we've had forever, right? Yeah. Uh, so, so that's not a big deal. What about Adobe Audition? I don't care about Audition. Oh, come I, on. <laughs> I don't use it, so it's the only software that I I still am tied to my PC to the Windows on. It's the yeah. reason why I have Windows XP, XP on this brand new machine that I have on here. I don't know. I don't. They, they, I haven't heard anything about that. Maybe, not, but it's may, not may, included. No, it's not really part of the creative suite. Yeah. Ah. Oh well. It's more like the production suite, but it, they 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 call it CS five. So, um. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, we'll I, see. I, guess, I guess we'll find out April 12th. Yeah. Well, the other thing that I will, I'll mention here is that um, it's not the only reason why I still have Windows XP. I have some some old scanner software that I still use with my Xerox scanner. And also I have this check writing program and, and some other miscellaneous items uh, for podcasting that, that I'll run in XP. But anyway... So what else is going on? Apple gains 19% a share of what? Portable gaming market? Yeah, according to the latest numbers, the iPhone OS has nabbed 15% of the mobile gaming market away from the bigger handhelds uh, like the Nintendo DS and the PSP. And the iPhone itself has actually claimed 5% of the worldwide video game market. And that's counting Xbox, PlayStation 3, you know, consoles and PC gaming. So how's that stand up to the old Dreamcast, I wonder? <laughs> Man, I love the Dreamcast. Um, yeah, so it's it's pretty cool. It's Apple. Apple's been able to grab this market share without even claiming it's a game system. It actually has more portable gaming market share now than the Sony PSP. Nice, which is pretty cool. Well, I tell you what, um, I'm I'm excited for a new iPhone to come out in June, and I just simply cannot wait um, because you know I, I'm certain that they're going to do some amazing things with it to make it desirable. And, uh, you know, I, I wonder, Chris, real quick, you know, what what do you think is going to be in the next iPhone? Uh, faster processor, better 3D graphics. Um, I don't know if we're going to see a front-facing camera or not. I don't know. Definitely more storage. It's probably going to be 32 and 64, which is sweet. And, yeah, um, yeah I don't know. Someone said, like, drop the monthly service charges. Probably not. <laughs> no, probably not there. And it's probably still going to be on AT&T. You know, it's, it's yeah. just what's going to, you know, I don't think they're going to switch anytime soon. No, I don't think so. And, and I don't need them to. I, I like my AT&T these days. Steve, yeah, it's gotten a lot better in the past 
I'd say it's gotten way better in the past um, year. Absolutely. Well, hey, Steven in the chat room says multitasking, and that's certainly been a rumor out there. And that's <sighs> one that I would love. Especially multitasking is a bag of hurt on a phone, though, man. I don't care, man. Just give limit it to two apps. I don't care. I want to. I want well, the, it, the phone does multitasking now. Yeah, you just have to be Apple to be able to do multitasking. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's like, d- dude, give me the uh, give me the ability to turn off the iPod multitasking. You know, c- shut that thing down, shut down that process, and mm-hmm. let me let me kick up. You know, this program called Text Expander. You know, they just like, gotta make a really nice way to do it. Right now, on and I've used the Android quite a bit, and even uh, Windows uh, six and stuff back in the day. Um, especially with Android, you just it, you start getting confused on what apps are running, what apps aren't. The phone starts slowing down. Battery starts getting eaten up real bad. They've got to figure out a really, really nice, elegant way to make multitasking work on the phone. Um, it looks like uh, Windows 7 mobile series has a pretty cool way of doing it where let's say you you exit out of the app just like on the iPhone. Instead of killing it, it puts it in a suspended state. So you can go and do something else and come right back and it instantly loads. Yeah. Uh, um, well, no, that, they have- that's cool, but it doesn't do what I, you know, there are a couple programs that, that I would like to have that will be running, not in suspended state, but, but running. Yeah. Like, you know, like your streaming audio apps and stuff like that. Exactly. Yeah. It's just, Apple's got to get a really good way to do it. Now, if you have a jailbroken phone, you can run it in the background using something called backgrounder and it works pretty well. Uh, the way it works is let's say you've got Pandora up and running and you want it to run it in the background. You press and hold the home button just a little longer than you normally would, and it says backgrounding enabled, and then it goes back to the home screen, and you can go and do other things. And then when you go back into the application, it it sets that bit or whatever to to, to end background enable. So Apple may do something like that. They 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 took a cue from the jailbreaking community with the home screen, with the sliding motion of the home screen. So you never know. Um, yeah, yeah. backgrounding would be cool. Um, I just don't know if it's going to happen or not. Yeah. Well, one thing I, I think what you have in the notes here is something that is going to happen is that you can now buy an iPhone without a contract. Yeah. Uh, now, they did this last year um, right before they announced the new iPhone, which kind of made me get excited to doing this again. Uh, everyone will be able to buy an iPhone in Apple stores without an ID and without an AT&T contract. You can buy one iPhone per day. The devices, however, will still be locked to AT&T, meaning you either must use an AT&T SIM with it or, you know, nefariously unlock it. Uh, the prices are $499 for the 3G 8 gig, $599 for the 3GS 16, and $699 for the 32, just like they were, you know, back in the day when the iPhone came out. Which, that's amazing. That, that's, that's the price without contract, which is, it, that, those are really good prices. Yeah, so you know, you get uh, four hundred dollars off when you belong to AT and T for two years, which makes you wonder how much money they're really making off of you. Yeah, well, they're so yeah, making so, a lot off of you, especially if you're so. On yeah, a Apple, right? A- Apple did this last year to kind of clear out their inventory before they brought out the three GS. So hopefully, that's kind of the same thing. Well, I'm hoping we we hear, <clears throat> you know, once the iPad launches and everybody loves that and all that stuff, then Apple will send out hopefully, you know, in a few weeks after after the 1st of April, hey, this is what we're going to do for the phone and then I'll be all excited and want to buy one. Awesome. Well, cuz that's what I'm that's what I'm waiting for. I'm not buying an iPad. I'm waiting for the iPad Nano. The a- iPad a- a- Nano. My phone. That is hilarious. Well, hey, uh check this out. We have a a, a little bit of a listener feedback here. Listen to this. 
This comes in from Keith, and he says, and of course, I missed the button there. Let's try this again. (laughs) I'm still getting used to this Mac. Hold on. Hello, this is Keith Parsons with Wireless Land Weekly. Audio feedback for help. I've got a Mac. My prediction is Chris is going to (laughs) find maybe wait until April 3rd or 4th, maybe even to the 5th or 6th before he touches an iPad. And within, oh, three or four days of finding and touching one, he's going to do it. So my uh, (laughs) estimation is April 10th. I'll pick April 10th for a Wi-Fi iPad for Chris. There you go. April 10th is his prediction. Clearly, you guys don't know my wife. (laughs) (laughs) You know, hey, we're talking about what you'll sell. So, So here's another one right here. Let's, let's see who this is. And this is Steven, it looks like. Hi, this is Steven. I'm calling for the help. I got a Mac. And my prediction for Chris is April 1st. He denies it, denies it, denies it. But he will find a way to order the iPad before its release. That's my prediction. <laughs> On April 1st, before the release. Now, uh- on April 1st, I'll be in Nashville on my anniversary. So if if my wife says for your anniversary, I bought you an iPad, uh-huh. then he'd probably win. I still don't think it's going to happen. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. All right. So uh, anyway, what about this Opera Mini? Mini? What, what's going on there? The Opera Mini? Mini. Yes. The Opera <laughs> well, Mini. <laughs> Opera uh, Opera's a company that makes a web browser. Uh, about five people in the whole world use it. It's actually kind of cool. I, I I don't hate Opera. I think uh, the new Opera that's coming out for Mac, it's out now for Windows, is really, really nice. It's very, very cool. And apparently the JavaScript in it is super wicked fast. Yada, yada, yada. Um, they make a mobile version called Opera Mini. Mm-hmm. And it's the most popular mobile web browser uh, because it can run on a lot of phones that don't have really good web browsers like the BlackBerry, uh, you know, the Razer, things like that. And... They have a version out for the iPhone. They submitted it. Um, they submitted it on the twenty third, and they've got a, a counter on their website. If you go to uh, my.opera.com/community/countup, you can see when the uh, Opera Mini um, browser was submitted to the App Store. It was two days, twenty four minutes, and thirty two seconds ago. And they, much like people predicting when I'm going to get an iPad, uh, they've. <laughs> They've got a contest going uh, asking people when the Opera Mini will be approved by Apple and the closest guest wins a brand new iPhone. And I wish there was a way for me to guess never because I don't think it's ever going to be approved. Though I've seen video, it is fast, like fast, 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 wicked fast. Because what it does is let's say you go to CNN.com, right? Yeah. What it does is Opera, the Opera server actually goes to CNN.com gets it all for you or or has a local cache of it, compresses it, and then sends it to you. So it comes up, you know, really, really fast. Phones that are on on edge browsing are faster than a phone on the 3G if they both go to the same site. So let's say you're using the 3G or 3GS and you go to CNN and, you know, I have a friend of mine that has the original 4-gig iPhone Phil Schiller edition. He goes to CNN on edge using Opera Mini, it's going to load faster than your phone. Wow. 
and it looks really, really cool. I mean, like the the way they do the the, the little thumbnails for the bookmarks and stuff. It's just a neat looking browser. The the zooming feature seems really fast. It says you don't see the um, the checker pattern. You know how you look on Safari and as it's loading, you see that checker pattern. It loads so fast, you never see the checker pattern. So wow, yeah, I'm I, I'm I'm hoping with all hope that they approve it. I don't think they will. Um, and what's cool is. Opera's kind of thumbing their nose at Apple saying, you know, this here, here it is. You're not going to approve it. We're going to call you out on it because they've already released press releases about this. So, right. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Apple may just say, bring it on in just to shut everybody up. Yeah. Well, hey, they, there's been a lot of news also about another app coming to, that's been submitted to Apple and, or, and it's for the iPad. And of course, this would be the Kindle for the iPad. Have you seen this, the news on this? I did. Yeah. It looks, I said that to you, remember? Oh, yeah, you did. <laughs> oh, hey, Chris, did you hear about this news that you sent me? Uh, no, seriously, though, this looks really good. And um, it basically uh, is a it's a whole redraft of the Kindle software for the iPad. And of course, it's been submitted to some other, uh, you know, tablet devices as well. I'm thinking, you know, there's a lot of speculation. Will Apple approve this because it duplicates functions of the iPad, which, you know, that seems to be their favorite um, yeah, exactly. denial excuse. But I, I would think, man, they'd be stupid. Of course, they are stupid from time to time over there at Apple. But they would sometimes they do some stupid things, some very stupid things. But they would be stupid to 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 deny this, because I'll tell you what, if they deny this. What about all the people who have all these Kindle books, you know, that you've purchased? It, it it's just that one more hurdle for me, you know, jumping over. And and I love there was an article. I think it was on Mashable or somewhere, and it just said, you know, it just makes sense for them to approve this because at least you know what you do is if you really believe in your product that called the iBook, you know, and then you you allow the Kindle to come over, and then all of a sudden you have a better interface you know, better selection of books and the ability to do the whole, you know, open publishing, you know, the, whatever that, that, that open platform they are. And you just allow your device to play. Okay. It's like, sure. You like your Kindle books? Sure. Bring them on over, you know, but we have so much more as well, which the Kindle doesn't offer. And then, you know, it's just like, yeah, I, I think, I think Apple could dominate with this. And, and I think if I were a Kindle owner and I could get my Kindle for the iPad, you know, over. I, I would I would probably be more likely to make the switch. And number two, I would probably end up buying several iBooks as well. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think so. I think I I mean, you've already you I mean, you talk about your target market for the iBook bookstore, right? It's the people who went out and spent hundreds of bucks on a on a black and white Kindle that doesn't do anything else. Mm-hmm. So, man, that's your target. I can't imagine them denying it. But then again, they do plenty of things, plenty of things that I couldn't imagine. So, which, by the way, is one of the things I couldn't imagine them ever doing, which it makes sense for them to do, is to put an SD card reader in an iMac. Yeah, exactly. And I love that was, it. That was the last thing I ever thought would ever happen, too. Oh, yeah. I love it. Yeah, I have my yeah, I have one on my MacBook Pro. It's really nice, isn't it? It is so nice. I'm sitting there I'm I'm transferring files from my little digital recorder and I go to grab my little USB cable and I'm like, "Wait, I don't need that. Just pull out my SD card, stick it right in the side and I'm good so, to go." Tell everybody what kind of iMac you bought. Yeah, let me go through this because I I am really excited about 
my new iMac. Uh, I've, I've taken notes because I wanted to make sure that I got all the details in here for you guys. Uh, so first of all, I, I want to let people know this is my first iMac ever. So I've had a MacBook, the little white plastic uh, MacBook that, you know, was the, you know, the latest and greatest uh, thing back in the day. But now um, I have a full blown iMac. I went out and bought the 27 inch iMac, 16 by nine screen size. And it's pretty much like an it's it's like an HD TV on my desk. <laughs> no kidding. This thing is amazing. Now, I will tell you a little bit about this. Uh, let's see if I can get the specs here. So I, I got the, by the way, I got the intro model of the 27 inch. So it is a 3.06 gigahertz iMac. It's got mm -hmm. the core two duo. I didn't get the, the bigger fancy the i5. Yeah. I didn't get the new chip, but, uh, I, I figure, you know, three, 3.06 gigahertz is still faster than anything I've ever had before. And I'll give it a shot. Uh, the resolution on this screen is 2560 by 1440. Which Jeez. I mean, effectively is is almost like having you know dual monitors on one screen. Oh yeah. I mean, I can literally, you know. By the way, and and I'm using spaces like crazy. I love spaces. I'll talk about that in a little bit. But anyway, I if you could just split the screen into four, you know, four sections and have them all display on the screen, is that possible? By the way, I don't think so. Well. No, I don't think so. That would be awesome. I, yeah, my, and I'm, I'm looking at mine. I've got a 23-inch display right now. It's 1920 by 1080, and yours is much higher resolution. Yeah, but it, it, you know, the thing is, is that, I mean, it's it's just, it gives you more real estate is, is what it is, and I love more real estate on mm -hmm. the screen because I am a multitasker. I am doing many things at the same time, which is one of the reasons why I love this. I'll tell you a little bit how I'm using this. Uh, any, let's see here. My, well, anyway, somebody in our chat room says anything's possible. It's all about sizing the windows. And she says, oops, I said windows. I love that. Uh, but yeah, that, I, I suppose I could resize, you know, size all the windows to put, you know, four things on one window, yeah. uh, which by the way I do, but I, you know, I, it would be cool if there was a, just a little program that would do like crosshairs, split it into four sections and when you hit, when you go to maximize, it fills that entire section instead of having to hokey, you know, being all hokey about resizing a screen. Mm -hmm. That's what I was talking about. Mm -hmm. I, that would be nice. So if anybody knows of a program like that, please let me know. All right. So basically, uh, it comes with four gig RAM minimum. So um, and the do you know I, how much you can put up to that? What? Do you know how much total RAM you can put in there? How much? Sixteen gigs. Really? Yeah sweet <laughs> that's nice well l l let me tell you um by the way it would have only cost me two hundred dollars at the apple store to upgrade to eight gigs that's all it would have cost and they would have that's cheap man yeah and they would have done it right there in the store i opted not to i decided i said you know what let me see how it runs and doing the things that I want to do with four gigs. And then, you know, I'll, I'll make the decision. It's something I can do at any time. He says, absolutely. No problem. Yeah. For me, four, four gigs is, is, is good. I think eights for me right now, eight would be a luxury, uh -huh. uh, but four, I had two on here and four is, has been fantastical. Well, when you hear what I'm doing on my four gigs, you'll, if, I, I think I'll convince people that four, four gigs on a processor this fast on this iMac is amazing. Mm -hmm. 
the other thing that I loved about the entry level on the 27 inch is that it is it is a one terabyte hard drive. All right. So it comes with uh, a one a big drive, man. It is. It is a one terabyte hard drive, which is huge for me. This is another reason why I had a hard time using my MacBook. My MacBook had a 120 gig hard drive. And I was working in this. This is an I mean, there are several reasons why I made the decision to go ahead and purchase this iMac. But uh, I've been doing a lot of video projects, a lot of video train tutorial training tutorials and stuff like that for my podcasting consulting business. Mm-hmm. And the, these products are earning me somewhere about, you know, five to ten thousand dollars right off the bat and will end up, you know, each and will earn me significant more as time goes on. And I'm going to I have a desire that once I get all the ones that I have the backlog done, I'm going to start creating approximately one a minimum of one new video product, uh, digital product each week. That's that's a that's a goal of mine. Now, the thing is, though, is I created seven of these and it's been I've been shut down. I I can't tell you how many times due to the fact that um, it keeps telling me I'm out of space. You know, Mm -hmm, it's like mm -hmm. I have to actually have to plug in the external drive and drag off all these files. You know, you know, these they're five, six gig files each and I have to keep dragging them off. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. And of course, I'm going and I've been trying to process those vi- you know doing the rendering on those videos and it and it's just like okay it's going to take you know well I'll, I'll come back in an hour and a half later you know it, and it'll be done so so I, I was dealing with that and so the one terabyte hard drive you know it, it pretty much uh perked you know my eyes perked up and i'm like yeah i like that of course uh you know it's got the super duper drive or whatever not a big deal there eight eight x double layer super drive uh, I guess that just means I can burn DVDs, right? Yeah. Okay. You, good. Can, bold, you can burn dual layer DVDs too. Cool. That's good to hear. Uh, I've never burned a DVD on my Mac, but uh, I imagine I, I'll probably get around to doing that as well. Uh, ATI uh, Radeon HD 4670 graphics card with 256 megs RAM or yeah, 256 meg RAM on the video card. So it is not integrated uh, video graphics. Now that is a problem that I had on my MacBook. I could not run Final Cut Pro if I wanted to on my Mac because I did not have a a standalone graphics card. But now not only do I have a standalone, but I've got a pretty decent one. Uh, and yeah, it's awesome. Now it comes with the standard Bluetooth keyboard, the little aluminum one without the number keypad. And yeah. and on this, if you buy it from the Apple Store online. You have the ability to to instead of getting the the Bluetooth, you could get the wired full keyboard. You know the the aluminum keyboard that's what, with that's the number got. pad. And I would have desired to have that instead, but I decided to go with what was at the store. I didn't want to have to wait a couple more days to get this because I knew I was I would have the weekend to get all the stuff transferred and set up and everything. So I yeah, the nice thing about the wired keyboard, Cliff. Uh, yeah? First off, it's it's nice and big. I, I like the number pad personally i do um, too but it also has two usb ports on the side yeah so you, know, you can hook up like i hook up my iphone and, and stuff to it because you know on my well i think on the imac you get like 430 usb ports but on a laptop you only get two so yeah it's nice to to gain one when you do that yeah there's four ports on the back of the imac for usb and i certainly could you know use some more i i've got a little hub pl- plugged in back there in the back and obviously i'll need more 
Um, so that would be nice. And of course, this is some, you know, getting that Apple keyboard is something I can get down the road as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's about 50 bucks. Yeah. And it came with the Magic Mouse, which I want to say I really, really like the Magic Mouse. Really? I do. <laughs> I love it. Okay. So I should get one. Huh? I should get one. Absolutely. Hands down. Absolutely. You should get one. I, you know, it comes in very handy when you do a lot of scrolling, which I do a ton of scrolling and it's kind of like scrolling on the iPhone only it's even smoother. Um, and you know, doing my video editing, going through the timeline, you know, I, I just, you know, do a swipe to the left and it just does this. I mean, it's just so fluid. It's, it's really awesome. It, it, it really is. And you can do it anywhere. You don't have just that little tiny, you know, nipple on the mouse to do it with. You have the entire body of the mouse it can, you anywhere you want. Now, the one thing I don't like is how loud the click is and how much pressure is necessary to do a click. Now, I believe there's a, a piece of software out there that that's called like multi-touch mouse or what, whatever. Uh, I tried it out for a little bit, really didn't give it a whole lot. Um, but of, of, you know, go around because I had so many other things to do, but what I would love to be able to do is I would level, I love, I would love to be able to do what I do on my trackpad and just double tap on the left, top left and, and have that be a register as a double click and just click, you know, maybe, um, maybe do a special, like hold my, you know, hold my right hand down and then do a, or yeah, actually do a, hold the right finger on the mouse and then and then tap on the left for a single click i would like to be able to have no tap no clicking just tapping cliff yeah go to magicprefs.com magic okay let me write that down magic yeah magic prefs is a free menu bar and preference pane for mac os 10 which aims to improve the functionality and configuration options of the apple magic mouse Nice. Uh, it features features the ability to bind a couple of variable number of fingertips, clacks, clicks, 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 taps, swipes, pinch, and other gestures. Functions like middle click, hold down both mouse buttons, spaces, expose, dashboard, etc. Oh, that's that's what I want. That's what I want. So there you go. Absolutely, I am definitely going to try that out uh, sometime later this evening or this weekend. Very cool. Thank you for that. So Magic Prefs dot com yeah if you got a magic mouse uh check it out and it's free yep and so uh by the way i love the mouse it is very cool uh and then i purchased the apple care right in the store i can't remember what that is is it 149 199 something like that something like that anyway uh and of course it extends the warranty out um for a total of three years and so if anything happens to this over the next three years it's covered which uh you know again unheard of in the in the in the windows world and get this my total cost out the door was 1989.42 that's with taxes cool this computer i can tell you right now is is it's underpriced for its value now i'm glad <laughs> I, I i'm telling you it is amazing uh and so what i'd like to do is i would love to tell you what I'm able to do on this. All right. Okay. The, I am current. I have, by the way, um, for, if you guys don't know what spaces is, it is, it is a built in program in, in the OS for Mac that allows you to have effectively a, a large number of different quote unquote desktops. You can 
do a keystroke and it'll pull up a different screen. Uh, and, and just instead of having monitors side by side, you can actually have them all, you know, share the same screen and it's just got different windows up on each screen and you can assign certain programs to certain, uh, space, uh, they call them spaces. So you can assign programs to certain spaces. Well, a space number one is my, obviously that's my default space. That's where I do all my web browsing. It's where I've got, um, by the way, I have Firefox up open and running all the time. I have Skype open and running all the time. I have Adium my for uh, my chat up and running all the time. So all of those running all the time. And then if I go to space number two is Windows XP up and running all the time in parallels. Now, all the time? All the time. I, okay. I, yeah, it's just it, it, it is just there all all the time and, and trust me i use it all day long because i i use a, i use adobe audition at least four or five times a day yeah, that's true yeah yeah so so it's up and running it's all the time uh it's just like i have a windows machine inside my mac just in space number two <laughs> i love it it's awesome so so here's the here's the deal um get this my screen resolution it basically my screen resolution on my Windows XP machine is 1600 by 900 pixels. And it looks beautiful and it doesn't even take up. It only takes up like 60% of the screen. It's awesome. So I still have plenty of Mac desktop space in the background. I mean, cool. It, it, so I can it's, it's just amazing. And I'm going to talk about parallels in a little bit. Uh, and then let me see. Currently, I don't have anything in space three and four right now. Space five is iTunes. So basically, the space number five is always iTunes. By the way, iTunes open and running all the time. Okay, because it's always, you know, every hour it checks for my new podcast. Space number six is where I do my screen flow. Uh, which, <laughs> to be honest with you, these days it's open almost. It's up and running almost all the time. But space number six is ScreenFlow. That's where I do my video projects. Space number seven is my LiveScribe desktop. That's my little digital pen that I have. Okay. And um, that program up and running all the time. Okay. <laughs> up and running all the time. Space number eight, Photoshop Elements. Photoshop Elements uh -huh. up and running all the time. All right. So get this. All of those things up and running the uh, all the time. Now, I was actually processing. I was doing a multi-band compress, compre uh, compressor on a very large uh, one hour long audio file, which, by the way, doesn't take it, it takes half the time now as it took on my PC. All right. So half the t it's, it's cut my time in half on processing that I happen to have been doing that. And in ScreenFlow, down in space number six, get this. Yeah. I was rendering a ScreenFlow video project while at the same time, I was also editing a second ScreenFlow process, uh, a proje <laughs> pro project. All of the, everything that I've just said, all of it running at the same time and zero, zero lag time on anything that's impressive it is amazing 
I cannot tell you how much my life is going to change. My productivity is through the roof. How's that Kool-Aid taste? Oh, it is unbelievable. <laughs> Dude, I, I decided, you know what? Mac, the Mac is now my primary machine. I have, nice. I have, uh, I have, I've ported everything over, you know, everything that still requires windows, like my check writing software and, um, Adobe audition. You know, I, I've, I've moved all that over to my windows XP in, you know, in space two. Uh, so it's running on my Mac, but everything else is, is Mac related. And, um, the one thing I didn't want, uh, is I didn't want to port over my QuickBooks, uh, into there, in, into that space. So what I decided is I went ahead and switched over to QuickBooks online for my, hmm. for That's my, probably the best thing to do. Yeah. And that or mint. Well, actually QuickBooks was easier because all of my data was already in there. All my accounts and oh, products okay. and services and, and all that other stuff is already there. Not to mention the fact that now I have a virtual assistant and she's getting into my QuickBooks all the time for me to do invoicing and reconciling accounts and, and accounting work and stuff like that. So it's instead nice. of having her do log me in into my virtual machine, <laughs> now I'm going to just have her, you know, just go straight to QuickBooks online. So sweet, man. Yeah. So, so all of that, I am telling you, let, let me just tell you, I am a happy camper. I've never been happier as a computer user in my entire life. I, I feel like a kid. I'm anyway, glad. Anyway, so <laughs> so why did why did I I've got some notes here as why I decided to do this. Of course, I talked about ScreenFlow uh, mm-hmm. doing all all of the video editing work. Oh, uh, yeah. How do you like Snow Leopard? Snow Leopard's uh, no different to me than Leopard. It, I don't I don't see any visual difference. Yeah, you're not going to see anything visual. It's all under the hood. Yeah. And so for me, I don't notice it being a quote unquote. I don't notice any advantages of Snow Leopard over Leopard due to the fact that, you know, I've got the speedier processor, you know, and more RAM and everything anyway. So I wouldn't know if it was actually if any of these benefits in speed uh, and all this stuff is because of that or or just because I've got a big, you know, flashier machine. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's it's a lot of the under the hood stuff like Grand Central Station and things are are taking advantage of your chips, so. Right. It's so, all good, man. And then the uh OS 10.6.3 updates coming any day now, which is almost I heard it was an almost an 800 meg update that updates all the graphic drivers, does a bunch of optimization, so that's good. Awesome. And then, uh, so the question I asked myself, it's like, you know what, I'm, I want to make the switch to Mac, but why, you know, why not just, you know, beef up my MacBook a little bit and get an external monitor and keyboard? Uh, number one was the CPU on my monitor. It's got the integrated Intel graphics on it. It only had two gig RAM. And if I'm not mistaken, I think I was maxed out at two gig. Uh, mm-hmm. and, you were. It, and it's got a, actually I was wrong. It was, it's got a 200 gig hard drive and I didn't want to actually just go and upgrade the hard drive. And I certainly was out of space on it. And not to mention the fact on my old MacBook, uh, you know, there was the jet engine problem. Uh, I don't know if you remember me complaining about that, but if, you know, if I just opened up Firefox and I had um, Ustream, you know, any kind of flash loaded, it's just all of a sudden the the CPU fans would just kick in and it sounds like, you know, it sounds louder than the airplanes across the street. <laughs> so um, I do love the Mac OS, but, you know, of course, I never took full advantage of it before because... 
you know, I, 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 I was a, my primary machine, but now I am loving spaces and I am also making a basic use of expose, which expose is where you can assign like corners of your software or of your screen to do certain things. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. So like if ta- if do you, I go, do you use that or yeah, I, I actually um, what I'll do is if I if I'm going to walk away for just a little bit, I'll go ahead and just move up to the top left hand and just leave it there. And it starts up my uh, screensaver uh, at mm-hmm. night be- when I when I leave the studio at night and I'm done and I'm going to go be sl- I'm, I know I'm going to be sleeping for you know, a good six to eight hours. Well, I just go down to the bottom left and then it just basically completely blacks out my screen, turns it off. Nice. So it, the this machine's up and running, but this this screen is sleeping. So yeah, I, I'm using that. Um, are there any other good excuses for using Expose? Can you think of? No, I I, I well, those are hot quarters, right? I use Expose just because I don't use spaces. Okay. So what's Expose do outside of this then? Because I just use it to jump between windows. Okay. Okay. That's all. See, I, I've got I've got to figure out a little bit more of that. Another reason why I wanted to go to the Mac is for a program called Text Expander, and I'm going to talk a lot more about that in uh, Social Media Serenity. Mm-hmm. Uh, and 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 matter of fact, it's the program called Text Expander that was the it was the actual straw that broke the camel's back in making me say, you know, there were already all these other reasons why I wanted to move over and get a new iMac. But Text Expander was the one that made me say, okay, I'm doing it this week. Yeah, we used to use that at the Apple Store. It is awesome. And so basically, and I'll just I'll just explain just briefly what a Text Expander does. This is a program that runs in the background, and you can set it up and type up these extremely long uh, you know, email messages and all this, or just like lines of text or something like that. And you can assign it a very brief little code. Like I could actually say. Uh, I could type anywhere I want. As a matter of fact, let me do one real quick here. I'm going to do this right here in uh, my document. And I'm going to do SSH, I'm going to do SSCHED, which stands for schedule. And all I did was type in SSHED, and it says this. To see my schedule of availability and request a meeting with me, please use the following link. HTTP colon slash slash podcast forward slash schedule. Please let me know if you have any questions at all. All of that. Type, cool. All that typed out beautifully just by typing in S S H E D. And of course I was, t- I used to type that. I, I'm telling you, Chris, I typed that 15 times a day, minimum 15 times a day. And I use, I mean, and it would always be worded differently. And sometimes, you know, I would actually just like, Hey, here's a link to my schedule. And I would uh, typing out It's like, and, and so, yeah, it is just like ugh, productivity through the roof. All right. So, um, my PC was actually starting to, okay. These are back to the reasons why I switched. Uh, my PC was actually starting to get really slow. Programs like Firefox were taking, you know, a good 35, 40 seconds to load. Uh, video playback, um, because I actually have an uh, external, or not an external, but I have an additional um, video display driver or card in my PC machine. But even with that, uh, some QuickTime movies were kind of getting a little jaggedy when they played back. Uh, if I ever tried to p- play a uh, an HD YouTube video or Vimeo video on the web in Flash, 
HD would cause it to kind of just get real jagged. So, I mean, obviously I needed to be able to do these video projects and, and I wasn't getting the best results there. And uh, let's see here. The other thing I wanted to definitely be able to do is use Windows XP. And so the question came up again, do I use VirtualBox, which is free? Do I use VMware, which is uh, really good from what I understand? Or do I use Parallels, which I've used in the past and know that it works? And um, I threw that out there and enough people said parallels that I said, you know what, I've, I had good luck with parallels in the past with the exception of the issue with the the amount of RAM that I had and, and other things. Uh, it still worked well. And so I went ahead and got parallels five. Now, one of the really cool things about parallels five is that it has this thing where you can share the desktop and share some other resources so like if I have a if I have a file on my desktop on my Mac, it's also on my Windows XP machine. Yeah, yeah, and Parallels Five, they've done a lot of tests with the 3D versus um, VMware, and it just it just crushes it. So awesome. Well, the, for me, it's it's really cool because now I can go in and open my email, of course, on my Mac side, and just save these little audio files that come in. And for voicemails, I can op- or save them to my desktop, then go over to you know space number two, open up uh, Adobe Audition, which is usually always up and running anyway, drag that over, do some editing, hard limiting, hit save, and and then just close you know close that file on my Ad- Adobe Audition, and that saved file is already right there on my desktop, and now I and then I just file it away in my show prep folder. Ugh, it's it's a dream come true. <laughs> Anyway, and then of course I had Photoshop. I did have Chris. I'm kicking myself. I am kicking myself. I had Photoshop CS4 on my uh, on my desktop, and of Mm -hmm. course it's like okay. I I don't want to run Photoshop inside Windows XP. Seriously, not inside of uh, Parallels. You know, I want to be able to have the full screen real estate when I'm working inside of this, and I want. It's just. I just want to be able to use, you know, I want to use Photoshop natively in the Mac. So, right. this, you know, I already had Photoshop for the PC. I could have just installed it, transferred the license over. But I decided, you know what, I want to use it on the Mac. So what did I do? I decided, you know, what, I've heard about this elements thing. And so I downloaded the trial version of Photoshop Elements and I've got it for free for 30 days. And you know what? It has all the things that I needed. I did. I sit there and spent all that to get Photoshop CS4. And I have the multi-layers, the stroke, the, all of the transformed, everything I ever used in Photoshop CS4. It's all in elements. Every single thing yeah. that I ever use. Yeah. A lot of people find that, the, that they get, you know, 90% of, of all the stuff that they need as an elements. Yeah. So uh, basically I, I'm probably at the end of the trial, I think it's $99 for Photoshop elements. And, uh, are you going to buy it? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Hands down. I'm going to go with cool. that. And, um, I've got the free trial of text expander. There's, I think it's like what, 40 bucks or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. at the end of the trial, I'm definitely buying it. Uh, so, and then of course, like I said, QuickBooks, uh, works great in Firefox, QuickBooks online, and uh, it, it looks really good and and I'm loving it as well. So, dude, I, Sweet I, Cliff. I, I am get this. I am now 
a Mac man. <laughs> I'm Welcome not a, to the club. club. It's am, taking you long enough. I know. I am not a fan boy. I am not a fan boy because I, I'm still going to call, just like you, I'm still going to call out Apple on all their stupid stuff that they do. Oh, uh, yeah. See, I, that's the thing. I, I, I still say I'm a fanboy just because I like, you know, I like the Apple lore, but I'll still call them to the mat when I feel like they're doing something stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Like if they don't approve the uh, Opera app, I think I'd be dumb, but yeah. Well, I whatever. Could, I could see them turning that down. I just can't see them turning. I cannot see them turning down the uh, the Kindle app. So I don't know. We'll see. Anyway, but yeah, th- there are a couple things. There are still a few things that you know I'm trying to to get figured out. The folks over at Parallels are helping me uh, with it, one issue that I'm having, uh, where it's sharing my iTunes folder and I can't get it to stop sharing it. So if I oh, mm-hmm. if I install iTunes on my PC, it shares the same music library and settings, and it's doing some really stuff stupid stuff there. So they're working with me. Parallels uh, responded to my Twitter message. Uh, the only thing I don't like about Parallels, though, is that, man, if you want to have a service call with them, it's like 19 bucks to talk to them on the phone. Uh, it, but but I, I was able to I was able to get them to call me so and do some go to meetings. So they're cool over there. I uh, really cool. appreciate it. And uh, yeah, I'm sure I'm sure I'll have more new things that, you know, I either like or have problems with. And and that's what this show is about. It's called Help. I got a Mac. And of course, for those of you out there, I just want to say. Um, the 27 inch iMac entry model, it is a dream. And for, uh, I mean, for out the door, taxes included, including, including Apple Care for a total of three years for under $2,000, my friends, I feel like I walked out of the store, you know, looting the place. I really do. Does that make sense? <laughs> it does. <laughs> I feel like I stole this thing out of the store. Anyway, <laughs> it, it is a it is a it is a dream machine, and I love it. Chris, we'll be back again next week at eight thirty a.m. Or no, 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 no. Yeah, big uh, big announcement here, folks. Uh, next week we will not be here. Where are you going to be, Chris? I'll be in Nashville. You're. Oh, that's right. Happy anniversary. How long have you guys been married? Three years. Three years. So let's yeah, see. three years ago, I was getting real nervous right about now. Nice, too funny. So, was, was your anniversary? Is your anniversary on the first? It's on the thirty first. On the thirty first. Okay, cool. Yes, yeah, so we're we're heading down Wednesday. We're going to see a concert down there, and then we're going to go to some bread and breakfast and hang out. Well, that's a shame. I'm 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 actually heading to Nashville on Sunday, and I'll be there all day Monday. And I'm deciding whether or not I'm going to come back Monday night or thir- or Tuesday. So. We'll be crossing paths. We'll be crossing paths. Anyway, folks. I, told, I, I did joke around and tell Emily, there is an Apple store in Nashville uh, <laughs> we can go to on Saturday. And she said, don't push your luck. Nice. Too funny. Well, anyway, folks, uh, congratulations to you guys. I, I think that's awesome. And you, da- you deserve a week off. And we'll be back the week after that. So until next time, everybody, join the community.